0: G-C-U-E The podcast you have been waiting for Six friends, six opinions, infinite laughs, all unfiltered This is that fire podcast, believe you me It's the almighty intellect, C-U-E Six ballers on the court like a three-on-three And my whole team is MVP We're getting buckets, catching oops step backs, jellies, and free. Real talk, no cap, let a cop out free. Put respect on a name when you talk about weed. But when you see it you know what it's gonna be. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for another, another <laughs> podcast. I go by the name of The Real PJ. Please say Real. I'm going to introduce you to the usual suspects. We're going to start down with my boy, Bub. Hey, what's up, everybody? If it's your first time with us, we welcome you. If it's not your first time, we welcome you back. Either way, we hope you enjoy the show. Shoot it over to our green tea aficionado, Steve. Uh, What up, what up? Just got off work, so, you know I mean? Y'all have to bear with me while I eat dinner, but we're about to entertain y'all. Shoot it up to the A with our boy, Shad. What's going on?
1: What's going on, people? We've got to be a little unap- unapologetic today, but be transparent at the same time.
0: And last but not least, our boy Bugs. What's going? On? Yo, what's going on tonight? We want to
2: thank you first for tuning in to the one and only GQ podcast. Not to be affiliated with the magazine or the company. We're gonna go right into our subject tonight, which is a special subject for me, which is the subject of mental health and its effects upon not just black people white people but everybody but we want to speak on it from a point that we do know now before we get into it, mental health a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being now i don't know how you fellas feel but i'm gonna go right into it now that i'm a behavioral support health specialist it's a different aspect for me because coming up i was always taught that you know therapy is not needed or therapy is something that we don't do as a culture or as a black community or even as a man so I want some input was anybody else taught that way or what was your interpretation in the earlier years of therapy or how was therapy first introduced to you
0: yeah you know, I don't think it's so much at least for me I, I, I can't say I've ever thought of therapy as, as something strictly taboo but I, I do I do know that I've always heard many times black people don't go to therapy we go to church mm. you know what I mean that, that was one thing that was always pushed us True. like you you have an issue go to church pray about it you know what I mean and and that and that can work for some you know what I mean but it doesn't necessarily work for others um but I, I think even before you even get to the whole idea of therapy just saying mental health period there's already a stigma behind that Mental health to me sounds similar to saying diet, the word diet. When you hear somebody say the word diet, you immediately think you're not eating. You know what I mean? What you're not, not gonna eat. No, that, that diet truly just means what you're putting in your body, right? Exactly. And mental health, when you hear somebody say mental health, they immediately think, oh, you're crazy. You're going crazy. Something's wrong with you. But no, it just means the health of my mental state whether that's good, bad, or, you know what I mean? So it, it's it's just a, a whole stigma behind the, the, the word itself or the phrase itself, you know what I mean? Before you can even get to the whole therapy part of it.
2: I think it's funny that you brought that up because my father actually was bipolar schizophrenic. And, you know, we were told earlier at an early age, grandma used to be like, well, your dad, his his mental health or his health is just wrong in his mind or his mind is off a little bit or this, then this, the third. So when, it you know, coming up, when I heard mental health, I associated it with the vibe holder, the schizophrenia or something that you had to have medication for disorder, things of that nature. So I can completely relate. I can completely relate.
1: Nah, now, I thought crazy it was crazy. Like, I ain't, I ain't, it's like you said, mental health, like, you're crazy. And that's just, that's kind of just how, you know what I mean, my family dealt with it. Like, act crazy, we're going to take you of the crazy people go. And state hospital is supposed to, like, break you out of it. Um, not necessarily what happens, but for us, it was, I don't think we had a, what, what happens in the house stays in the house. Or however you deal with things you deal with inside these four walls. Like there was no go outside and talking about it. one i didn't even know a therapist in the city so i couldn't tell you who a therapist was uh the most i attempted to call myself doing therapy when i was a kid was i went to the school counselor and i lied because i wanted some cookies because i found out that's pretty much how like the kids get cookies they go to the, <laughs> the counselor <laughs> so i was like yo we can talk about whatever you those lemon cookies <laughs> or peanut butter and it's just I found out very quickly like you don't do that because that's how social services get called Um, but as an adult like I'm all I'm all for it like I think therapy is needed it should damn near be a requirement Um, it's just it's something I think everybody should do um, for a certain period just to make sure that you're good because sometimes we just we hold on to stuff we don't even know we're holding on to
3: for me um I can't say that it was taboo because like, as a kid, my parents divorced, they were separating when I was five. First thing my dad did was, you know, get counseling because he knew that it was going to alter, you know, my life and to not allow me the best position to be with the best mind state wouldn't have been fair to me if, you know, and I think he never, brought into a lot of traditional black stigmas. And then also on top of that, I was fortunate enough that I had like relatives that were open to always saying like, yeah, you can come talk to me. Like it kind of goes to the sense of, you know, what stays in the black household, but in the same thing, it was always therapeutic. Like, hey, if you can't be there, come over here and talk so you can at least get your, you know, your feelings out and we can see if you're looking at it from just a child's perspective or a teenager perspective and I can shed some light on it from an adult perspective. So I never felt, you know, like any real stigma with, with
4: therapy. I thought it was always something that was needed. Yeah, well, I mean, my mom, psychology major, so I, I never really thought that therapy was something that we don't do. Um, Recently, like I don't have a therapist now because like I wanted a therapist I wanted a black therapist. I live. I live in Harrisburg. I went to high school with every black therapist in the area. So <laughs> that don't really work. <laughs> so, but you know, and I don't really want to do like the uh, the the video therapy because I got ADD and I I won't get my money's worth because I'll be having another tab open. I'll be watching the game and stuff like that. So, but. See.
0: Seeing that you you brought up a black therapist, how important do you, you guys think it is to have a black therapist? Or do you feel like you could get the same the same uh, uh, worth from a non? Uh,
1: you know, what's crazy? Like, I'm again, I'm in black Mecca. So I was like, I want black doctors, black dentists, black therapists, everything. So I, I researched to find my therapist. And ironically, the black chick that I found, like Howard grad, um, Howard med school grad went to, um, to what's it called? The spot down here, Emory, for her, um, like a secondary doctorate, booked her, got there, and the lady that was my therapist, or ended up being my therapist, was like an older white lady who has the same name. So when I walked in the office, she was like, I'm sure you probably weren't looking for me. And she was just like, you know, since you're here, let's just do your first session. And then, you know, if you want to switch, I'm absolutely cool with it. I was like, whatever, cool. Yo, best fucking hour of my life. And like, I kept her because I feel like at that point, it's not a relatable type of thing. I think we just, we feel more comfortable talking to someone who looks like us. We think is going to understand us, but it's not necessarily true. Like she asked me questions that had me thinking about shit that I've never thought about. super cool i think it's just a matter of finding the right fit and i tell people all the time like you you can bounce from therapist to therapist till you find a person that works for you and there's nothing wrong with that like definitely don't stick with somebody who doesn't work that ain't gonna that ain't gonna benefit you at all
2: i was gonna say
1: i love my little old white lady
2: i was gonna say i mean i can understand to a point of wanting somebody that you may feel that you can relate to but at the same time Going to therapy is because you need something. You're looking for something. You need help. And I think it'll be a better avenue. Because if I ever sought the option, like I have multiple, a plethora of friends that are therapists now. But I didn't always have that. But I would want somebody that's able to help me with what it is that I have going on that can relate to me in the state of mind
4: that I'm in to help me get to where I need to be.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't trust myself to be fully open sitting in front of a white stranger. So I, I feel like I, I just, it would be better off for me to get my money's worth and to get what I need to talk to a black therapist. I mean, the
3: therapist I went to, two times I went to, like therapist as a child and as a teenager, They're both white. You know what I mean? Um, I think that it allowed me to understand myself more that sometimes it wasn't just something I was going through. It was just really my temperament. Um, At this point, would I probably prefer to go to a Black therapist? Probably. You know, I want to do something different because, like I said, I have done that and I understand a pretty decent amount of myself. But depending on what I'm going for, you know, like if I'm going for... Therapy because of relationship issues. It might be that for for parenting. This depends on where I'm at and what I'm going for as to why I might do that. So,
0: what are, you know, with 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 so much what's going on now with with uh, police brutality, that that plays a lot with anxiety in in the black community, which affects our mental health. So, yeah. would would you feel comfortable going to a white therapist? And talking to them about the anxiety
1: that you feel based on what's going on in the world you know yeah. what nah but that's okay i'm, I'm not not nah, my bad that's, that's, <laughs> 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 like nah steve you can go
4: first because you know no i mean that, you, I, you start the answer it. is just no like I, I wouldn't like but i mean I, I explained that just just a second ago it's not i wouldn't i, I know myself i'd be reserved uh like I, I I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable in that situation to, to be open and transparent. So like there's no way that I'd be able to talk about certain things because I would have the outlook and it's possibly a wrong outlook that this person is not gonna understand where I'm coming from about certain things. There's nuances that I don't feel like having to explain that I would rather just be able to 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 like I'm just I can't I can't think of any any example, but it's just like if I were to say something, I wouldn't want to have to explain why I feel like some shit was crazy. Like like some dude was like, hey boy, like I don't feel like I would have to explain why that pissed me off. Because then she'd be like, Alright, call my son boy all the time. He's your age. Like, you know what I mean? And then but, she would be
1: like I don't I mean, what were you saying? No, I'm saying I think for me, that was like that was the good aspect of it because I had to talk her through it. So it's instead of you saying, I understand how you feel, which pretty much makes me say, "Okay, I can stop talking at this point It's explain to me why you feel that way. Explain to me where that comes from. Where do you think that comes from? Which then makes me have to go back and figure out, like, at what point did I start feeling like this? Like, at what point did this conversation about police brutality start? Like when was the first interaction I had with cops? So it's the fact that you quote unquote, don't understand me, which makes me have to explain it, which therapy is literally, it's you talking through your issues with some guided questions. So it's the fact that I have to now verbalize this and dig into self to find out where this comes from, which this triggers from, instead of you saying, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like it's it helped out a lot with just the explanation and trying to verbalize what that emotion is so and I think, why I it's think there.
0: You you would probably miss out on that with a, a black therapist. Then. That's what I'm saying. i saying. Mean, yeah, they're agreeing. They're, they're like everything, I, everything, yeah, I know how you feel. It's like, I've been yeah, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not going to be able to talk through it because they're right there with you. No. So
3: left you're left. saying so y'all feel like with a black therapist, you're kind of just skipping over the process because of. You're able to readily
0: identify if well, you know I mean? I'm, I'm just saying it and like in this scenario well I, so I, would be- possibly possibly but i but i, I don't know I, if, if the therapist is doing their job correctly they're not there to be on your side or say right like, you know i mean they're there like i yeah. said to give you those guided questions so if you're actually going there looking for somebody that's going to be your, your pal i think you're going there for the wrong reason oh yeah no it's i mean just, yeah like- a pal but like what shaw
3: was saying like just mm-hmm. being able to really verbalize and break down you know because also going forward once you learn how to unpack all your baggage and what you're feeling it'll help that's the, the key to be able to unpack it going forward so even when you have interactions with people the next time you're able to relay that information exactly word for word verbatim exactly why you feel the way you feel
5: yeah.
3: um right for me um again with the police brutality thing in the sense i don't know if i would I don't know i don't i still might i might go it just depends i can't even be i can't even lie like you know well let me
2: ask you let me ask you this question since we already on the subject of therapy how much many of us as black men are honestly willing or have ever been willing to be completely transparent to anybody or were taught to be transparent
1: i was i was I wouldn't say my mom taught me to be transparent but she did allow me to have opinions and she made sure that like we kind of spoke our minds um i wouldn't say that's necessarily being transparent because there are a lot of other times where it's like yo you're just complaining right now or you're just you're whining or you know toughen up man up whatever like it's it's those moments that happen but in the same breath there there was a lot of you know guidance on You can talk And you can talk through it um, But it, it was I think it was it was challenging Because it's still like my mom Like that's You ain't trying to tell on yourself with your parents So there's a lot of stuff that like I didn't say There's a lot of stuff that I didn't tell her Because I didn't want to make her upset Or think something that I was going through was her fault um, So like in a lot of that stuff I kept a lot of that to myself Or I talked to other people um, but like being transparent in general, like my dad's side of family, not a fucking chance. Like, it's just, it's not happening. We don't, we're not talking about nothing. Grab a beer and go chill out. But so, you know, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm just saying yeah. that's, that's just, but nah,
2: like start, that. But uh, no, i was thought start the same way. Cause see, I had my grandfather and my grandfather was with me up until the time I was 15, but I also had two aunts, my grandmother and my mother in the house. So. They were going to find out what it was that was going on or what it was that was bothering me or what it was that happened in school or what it was that did this. Now, I realized that when my grandpa was around, you know, certain things, he'd be like, well, you know, you becoming a man. You got to deal with it. You got to accept this or you have to accept that. That's just the way it's going to be. It wasn't much conversation and things are in depth far as the teaching aspect or even being able to vent on certain things you know what i mean it's just like you're gonna be a man you're gonna face some things as a black man you're gonna go through them things you just gotta eat it up you just have to take it and i wasn't able to have a you know always have an outlet on certain things but like i said once he passed it's like what happened what's going on you're gonna tell me you won't be able to do this till you do tell me and this is going on and that's going on and you know you got people that's dealing with everyday situations from anxiety disorders, OCD, eating disorders, personality disorders, and it's just like, they keeping it in. They have nobody that they can fully be transparent to. And especially as black people, what black person wants to speak, I have an eating disorder. Or I have OCD to other black people. When the judgment coming back will be so strong, am I wrong? Or do you have input? I mean,
3: my thing with, me, with, with with black people is like, I think again, it's the transparency. I think like with anything, there's always evolution and erosion of different things at the same time. If that makes sense. So at the time, black people were just trying to get their foot into where they were trying to be. So the comp- the aspect of don't complain, keep your head down, put your you know what I mean just keep pushing through, you'll figure it out. You're a man type thing was the attitude. Now what you're seeing behind the closed doors are some of the abuses, the violences, the, you know, and the whereouts that we that we know privately, the private battles that people endure. So now, in this current day and age with more understanding of what it, the effects of what it is, you have people more willing to speak out for the fact that, like, alright, mental health, you gotta take care of this because of all these pressures, these hypertensions, all these different things that were taking place then on top of all that caused people to go in different ways. Like, if you're stressed at work being a black man you come home and you can barely make ends meet and this is in you know the 60s or 70s you're stressed the only thing that you're finding an outlet is making more kids but financially that's still a burden you know what i mean like you don't really have an outlet so then you cause yourself to drink you cause yourself to relax off of vices. you know what i mean like drugs right you get all types of vices so i think like the evolution of of just the knowledge of everything is allowing us to be at a point now where we can say like we were saying with our parenting techniques it's we know the effects that it had on them yeah so now we're going to approach it a little different because of what we know it can do you know what i mean the trickle down effects that these things have and it's just it's just an evolution you know what i mean so that's what it really is about
2: i want to pinpoint uh eddie couldn't be with us tonight He had a family situation going on, so much respect. I love is with him. Our thoughts are with him. But he did find time to chime in, and I want to take time to read his comments because he is definitely a faithful member of the crew. He said, it totally makes sense to want to talk to someone who you can relate to, but some folks generally need someone to talk to regardless of sex, gender, or background. You have to reach the whole history of being black or white. It's the reason why most black folks aren't comfortable with therapy in the first place. You have to reach a certain point in your life to be comfortable with just opening up in general. I agree. Whether it's a therapist or even just your friends, most people aren't comfortable being vulnerable. Now that's a question that I wanted to ask y'all, but I was going to get to it later. Have any of you ever felt like you couldn't talk about a certain situation because of the feedback that you thought you would receive?
1: I think in general, I can't (laughs) explain. (laughs) <laughs> I think, in general, I think I think everybody has stuff that they feel like they can't talk about, or that you just don't want to talk about, whether it's like personal, family, like relationship, whatever. I think I think we all go through an aspect of that at some point. Um, but it's it's weird because even within our friendships, like each of you have a different role. So I know, like with well, Bub, I used to talk to him all the time, but in the same breath. Bub knew how to ask me certain questions that would make me engage in a conversation or he would pull me out of atmosphere and be like, yo, let's just go to Taco Bell like way away from the crib and just, you know what I mean? Sit inside of there and just rap instead of like grabbing some food and going back to the house. So it's like those moments, it's just, I think with people, you just have to find ways that engage with you. But I think everybody has certain things that like it's just, it's an uncomfortable conversation.
3: See, I was always taught that by my dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's from Allentown, so he's not from here. And he always states that, I hope none of my relatives are on her watch, but he said that was the best 82 miles that he ever had. Cause it allowed him to, to stay focused. You know what I mean? But nah, but like yeah. on, some, on some real shit, like, he always said like you know what i mean like you got to get your mind and take care of your mental health so i was always fortunate enough and like i said if i just needed one of my partners to rock with me you know what i mean for my own sake on top of it like you know what i mean it wasn't just for me to talk to you it's also for me to kind of relay that so i can unpack my baggage or whatever i'm just going through at the moment and like you said it just be what it is and i think that's something that i'm always like fortunate that one having a black man that just was able to always let me know like and we didn't always see eye to eye y'all know that like we bought the heads because testosterone mm-hmm. bumps heads but yeah he was always willing to allow me to understand like yo you have a voice you can you know what i mean like you don't have that and i and i think it comes from some personal things in his life which i won't touch on but i think it calls for him to make sure that he definitely made sure it wasn't that way for me and him and just me in general so I could be so I could start from a different platform and wouldn't have to work as hard as he did to get where he was
2: at so I was fortunate now when we talk about stresses some of the stresses as a man as a male that we face I go as far as even to say as a black man on a day to day basis can truly affect yeah everyday mental health but stress is like transparency upon a black man or a black man in general hasn't always been the case for instance i have a situation i'm about to share something real personal with you back in 2009 i believe it was it was 2009 i was married and i went through a separation i ain't tell nobody about it i ain't had nobody to talk to about it but i was separated from the house didn't get to see my children didn't get to see things things wasn't good at that point and i hadn't seen my mother in over a year and a half at that time this was october that we separated i didn't even tell you all but you know every day i'm dealing with this it's weighing me down i'm snapping on people my beard is growing i'm not eating i'm going through i'm going through and i said you know what i said i'm gonna surprise my mom that's what i'm gonna do so i said this christmas i'm gonna go home and i think that'll make me feel better And about December the 9th, my brother called me and he told me that my mother had passed. Now, I was already dealing with the separation. I was already working a job that I really didn't care for. And then my mother passed. And it was a lot on me, not just as a black man, but it was a lot on me as a man. I didn't even feel comfortable being around friends. I didn't feel like comfortable being around my coworkers. Everybody saw a change and knew that I had something going on, but I didn't speak about it. So one night I go home and I'm thinking to myself and I say, you know what? Maybe it'd be better if I just wasn't here anymore. Maybe it'd be better if I just left myself from all these situations. So I went in my room and I'm being completely transparent. And I took a razor in there and I sat in the floor, tied a string around my arm and I held my arm up and I had the razor in my other hand and I sat there and the tears were flowing and I was crying, I was crying, I was crying. And all of a sudden, a wind blew through the room. I can't explain it. Some may say it's God. Some may say it was an angel. Some may say it was a spirit. But a wind through blew the room and I dropped the knife and I cried like a baby. But you know what I said to myself? I said, I'm going to be all right. Now, had I known then what I know now, of course I would have reached out for help. Of course I would have reached out for help. I wanted somebody to talk to, but I didn't want the judgment. I didn't want any of that. And there's some black man out there right now thinking the same thoughts that I thought. I can't provide for my family. I don't have a job. Unemployment's about to run out or that person thinking I don't have a car, or I had this going on, who can I talk to? Tonight, I'm literally begging you, reach out and talk to someone. Talk to someone, your fate may not be the same as mine, but reach out and talk to someone, and I promise you, my life now was incredible. I promise you, if you talk to somebody, reach out and take it day by day, it'll get better. It'll get better.
3: So let me ask you this, and that's a remarkable story that you're still here and you know what took place. At, after that moment you dropped the razor, what steps did you take to get your life back to where you're thinking at now? You know, like what steps did you immediately from that moment decide that you're gonna go in a different direction? Or was it, you know, what steps did you take to allow yourself to get out of that dark
2: place? You know what honestly I had to think to myself I said how fair would it be for me To take my life when I didn't give myself life I'm here for a reason I may not know what my purpose is now Or what my reason was at that point But if I'm still here I'm here for a reason Who am I to end that Or who down the line am I going to help You know what I mean That I won't be there to help By me doing this right now all these thoughts ran through my, I promise you, it was like a scroll being read to me. Who may I help down the line? How? Who will I impact down the line? What will my future be? What will my job be? Will I leave a legacy? Will I be a legend? Will I be this? Will I even be spoke about? You just don't know. There's so many unknowns. But if you're here, you are definitely here for a reason. And I had to say that to myself repeatedly To the point where I eventually got comfortable talking Mm -hmm. To people, you know, friends, homeboys Didn't even know what was going on Even you all My best of friends, even you all Y'all used to wonder why I didn't want to come up there Didn't want to do this, didn't want to do that I had so much going I didn't want to be around nobody Until I got myself back on track But it was merely because of the judgment You always feel
3: like somebody in
2: in my mind. mind. Your mind is your worst enemy because it's like in your mind, the people that do know, it's like somebody's talking about you. Mm -hmm. Or somebody's, you know, they talk, they laughing at you behind your back or they doing this, they're doing that. So don't even go over there. Matter of fact, stop going to church. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Because everybody's in the mix. Everybody's talking. And I was my own worst enemy at that point. I was my own worst enemy. That's why this subject is so important to me. Because you all would have never known I've been through that if I wouldn't have told you. There's a plethora of people in my life that have been in my life since I've been in Richmond, Virginia. They didn't even know I went through all of that. But I wanna, if I can just help, if I can help just one person right now turn around from those thoughts or turn around from their perspective of their life, that it might possibly get better, then it's worth it.
1: See the thing and think, is, oh, go ahead, Sean. Not just saying. I think that's the. I think that's the thing. We become, we become professional mask wearers. So we we know what mask to put on for who, and when to take it off for the next person. So we we deal with things silently, and we put a smile on to go to work. We put a smile on to be around family. We put yeah. a smile on to be around friends and then it's like when you're alone again you take the mask off and that whole situation starts back over again and that's again when you start dealing with like depression and anxiety know, it's like all that happens in private like mm-hmm. nobody really shows depression in public it's it's a private moment and it's it's that moment where you're you're asking yourself those questions well when you they do it's mean? late
3: it's too late That's, that's when you saying, see the signs of depression it's too late you know
1: what I mean that's because mean, like you said they do yeah it's, you you're you're going through it and you you never you never talk about it until you most people go into depression don't even know you're in it so it's like you're living it and have no idea you're there until something clicks and it's like yo this shit ain't right and at that point it's like you're trying to dig out of a hole and you have no idea how deep that hole is you don't know when you got there all you can know is like you know i haven't been happy I've been like in the house a lot, I've been in here in the dark a lot. I've been like avoiding people. Like all that stuff happens and it's like you start saying to yourself something's off. But you don't know that that's what it is. And you got to again like both saying you got to backtrack and find out what happened. And then it's like at, at the what happened part is like how do you now fix it?
2: How do you move forward? So you know, is- let me plug D Barbers point. I'm going to give you a point, Bob. D. Barbara made a great point because I did feel like that. She said the stigma attached to it, afraid you'll be seen this week. I wouldn't say I was afraid, but I'm a I'm a man. You see what I'm saying? I'm not gonna let you know that I'm hurting about being separated from this or I'm being that. And that was a part.
3: And see, that's that was a thing. part. Like we all like life has stresses. All right. And then, like you said, when you're raised, even know, you're taught, you're taught to brush everything off. Like, you know what I mean? Like even like with a simple fall as a kid. Oh, if there ain't no blood, there's nothing wrong. Scrape that off. Now, you can it'll not be no blood, but you could break your fucking arm. You know what I'm saying? But the mentality is, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's nah, like, real. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So you're taught to brush off things. So as an adult, you understand that there's stresses. And just because it may not be that serious to me, it may be more serious to bugs so where it's going to cause his anxiety and his things to feel a different way we're taught oh it ain't that serious you know and we got to understand ourselves more and always make sure that we go and give allow ourselves to have moments for your mind just to be where it's at and to be the best that it can be for itself Most definitely. you know um the stigma of, of a man being weak i mean we all deal with that like you know what i mean like especially as a black man, like you said, but it comes from traditional sense. Like even like with the man don't hug, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Like your men, you don't hug. I mean, I was never like that. My dad still kissing me on the fucking face. I'm fortunate. But like a lot of men had that type of thing, you know, and to shake hands. So the stigma is stupid in a lot of sense because it's causing us to have breakdowns and it's causing us as children, as teenagers, because I think that's a lot of the stress with these teenagers. You know, what I mean, the pressures of single parent homes, single, you know, like the, the mom going through different things. She's trying to figure out life. The kids trying to figure out life on top of trying to grow. You know, what I mean, you're taking just added bonus on where you can't even be a kid and you're carrying that into adulthood where you have to take care of your own. I think there's just a lot that we don't tend to look at and we got to start really pouring more into ourselves into our
2: men you know so yeah most definitely i want to plug what eddie just chimed in there's so much pressure to just be tough which is a true statement he said example if someone breaks in your house you're the man you're supposed to handle that the rest of your family could just be scared as hell but you have to hide your nervousness
1: I mean, uh, yo, you can't, you can't go chasing the burglar out the house screaming. That's not going to work <laughs> out too well. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, but that, that, there's a difference between like, Get out! Ah! I mean, as a you, man, you, you, mean, you're scared, scared, man. Ah! you can still be scared, but you got to be brave. You know what I mean? And I think that's different exactly. than being tough. Being brave is, is being scared, but still facing whatever obstacles in front of you. That doesn't mean you're not scared. You still be nervous. You can still be scared, but you, you sometimes you just gotta handle what you, you gotta do. I mean, that's your position. That's your position. My dad told me that exact
3: guy. I used to I was, Are you scared? He's like, yeah, I've been scared, but that doesn't mean that I gotta protect y'all. Like that's yeah. that's
0: You're what okay. I am. I'm, I'm your guardian. That's where, that's where bravery comes in. Right. Scared, it's not a... You still you still handle it. Exactly. Nah.
3: Shotguns. Ah! (laughs) Oh shit. Shot will be shot will be out there windmilling at at, at burglars and shit.
5: (laughs) I don't want to kill you.
1: (laughs) 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 I'm coming around the corner shooting at everything. Y'all crazy. Yeah. Damn shame he did that dog. Yeah, you're crazy.
2: (laughs) How do you think the death? a loved one well I know I can only speak for myself like I've had lengthy periods of time dealing with certain death but do you feel death plays a major major part in mental health
1: I ooh okay so nah go ahead go first Steve it
4: it depends on how like I mean how the death affected you like i mean uh I, I lost people that was real that meant the most to me but i don't really think like i didn't i i've never been depressed about a death like I, but but i can understand it happening to people or i think it just depends on it's that's just, it's just how you take it like the the worst thing for me It wasn't even my grandma's funeral. It was my aunt's funeral. But when her grandkids went up there and was talking about grandma, like, I broke down just thinking, like, one day I'm going to have to go to my grandma's funeral. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't even there anymore. Like, I was fucked up about what's going to happen in the future. So, you know what I mean? But I never really... I don't know. I lost lost people. My, My aunt died in my living room. But I ain't never really been too fucked up about death
0: I, th- I think for for a lot of people i can't say uh, i don't want to say most people because i really don't know but i know for a lot of people i think death is it does bring about at least at the very least temporary depression or anxiety or or some type of feeling um and depending on what your relationship was with that person or or how dependent you may have been on that person it may be a lifelong thing some people don't come back from it you know so it it, it really depends on on like like steve said it's like it's how you take it or, or your relationship with that person but i think you're, you're always going to see or you're going to feel some some to some extent some type of
1: mental um, effects of of anybody dying around you yeah i think um So for me, like I've, I've lost a lot of older people in my family and like, you know, the grandparents, the, you know, great grandparents, great aunts, um, like that kind of thing. Those I was able to process because they're old. So it's like, you just, you get to a point where it's like, you understand that at some point these old people are going to go and you you start processing it more and you start processing it better as you get older um the hardest death for me is when my brother got killed because it wasn't something expected and there's so much questioning around it and there was so much like trying to figure out why and trying to figure out what could have been different and the fact that like we were just in the same area the day before and it's it's I think it was tough because it wasn't a conversation because everybody was trying to process the same thing and everybody went in their own routes of processing. So my stepdad went into straight depression and it was literally like his downfall. So it was from depression to strokes, anxiety. He ends up losing like almost 200 pounds and then just literally like decayed away and it was all stress related and depression related for me it wasn't until last year that i like fully let go of it and that's mm-hmm. shit 22 years later so 22 years after it i'm like i need to stop letting this have a hold on me so it's it's hard depending on the situation and depending on what happened but i think it's it's one of those things where you can quote-unquote prepare yourself for death but you'll never know how you're going to deal with it until it happens and i think the like me and my mom had this conversation and like the worst thing that happened like we didn't do therapy we didn't go to therapy my dumb ass i went to school the next day like nothing happened and i tried to like push it in the back of my mind like nothing happened and i didn't realize like how much it was weighing on me until i was in la and broke the fuck down, like absolutely no reason i don't even know what happened in a store broke down and then i was just like this can't continue so it's i think it's just it's it's hard to prepare for it's hard to deal with i think once it happens it's like you really just gotta talk to somebody about something because if not it just it sits there it, that shit doesn't go away
2: bob you got any i
5: insight?
3: Mean, yeah i mean um everybody knows my brother died on my birthday he was young he was 19 at the time he died for no apparent reason so for me um, I always feel some kind of way why because he died on my birthday so it's a constant remembrance of his passing and with him dying for no other reason that I can explain it allowed me to question a lot of things like why would a 19 year old that's fully healthy just die you know what I mean? Like, collapse. Like, you know, people prayed. I'm not going to go down that route for this. But, like, people believe in things and they would say it was God's will. But I question that because it is what it is. We won't go there. So that was a constant reminder. So for me, around my birthday time, every year, and that's been 16 years at this point, mm-hmm. um, I start feeling it a little kind of way, subconsciously. But I feel it and I know it because it's in me. And then when my aunt passed away, my Aunt Barb, she was also a very significant. Her, my cousin Caroline, and a few other people in my family, but they were significant and just helping us to get to where we needed to be. And even my Aunt Barb during the time was dealing with cancer, right before she passed, she had early in contact because she always contacted me to make sure that I was okay on my birthday, no matter what. The week before, she was, you know, had just got out of um, the hospital and I was in New York and she contacted me. And then, um, like I said, a month and a half later, she passed. I've never recovered from that right now. Like my Barbara passed and that was like four years ago. Like a part of her, like when when she passed, a part of my joy passed because she was a person too that always believed and always had the positive thing to say, even when everybody else might not see it that way. So for me personally, I deal with that all the time. Those two deaths impacted me immensely. Like you know, it's something that I don't. It's not going to consume me, but it's something that I know that it, it it takes me in places. You know what I mean? But I also know that like for my aunt Barb, she can see me, and that's how I cope and rationalize it. That she's seeing me doing better. But I'm I'm in a place where, like I said, from time to time, it takes me, and that's what's what it's, what it's going to be. So like, to saying it's depression, anxiety, I probably feel all of it about them too, because of the way those circumstances took place for me, and it's always going to be so, you know, and that's just what it is. So I I don't I'm not gonna get over it because they mean they meant so much to me and it and it's significant. So yeah, yeah, I, go I think that's podcasts.
1: the. I think that's the thing it's, it's it's never a get over it moment it's like you just learn how to process yeah. and like learning the process is that I mean it makes it it makes it easier like for a long time like i wouldn't even laugh like for it like shannon got killed memorial day weekend i would not go to a barbecue i wouldn't go on to the pool beaches nothing like i wanted nothing to do with like this weekend and up and again till last year like i was just like i can't keep associating death with a date and it's like that for me is what i had to like let go um but it's you never you never get over it it's just you get to a place where you can like laugh and talk about memories and that kind of thing but it it takes a while it's never it's never a quick process
3: see for me my birthday is my day so I always tie in the fact that, like, I'm talking to people. Like, he he passed on my birthday. Like, Steve and Eddie were there at the at the hospital too. So, like, I re- I just remember the blur of seeing my entire family crying on my birthday because we lost a relative on my birthday. So subconsciously, yeah. part of that still sits there. You know what I mean? So even when people celebrate yeah, so my life,
4: really it, it,
3: yeah, they celebrating my life. But in my mind, I can see a lot of my loved ones with a painful moment you know what I'm saying so it it's a, yeah. it's a it's a weird feeling and it's something that I battle with at times especially well just generally around my birthday yeah so
2: I want to uh, plug some of these comments we're going to start our D Barber she said exactly raise our sons to be okay to be afraid to not know how to fix everything that life throws at you and we're going to go down to Edward, Eddie, of course. Death is hard when it's someone that you have a very tight bond with. The fact that you know you will never be able to touch and talk to that person. and puts you in a place of complete devastation. Uh, West Space. All of y'all brothers are strong for sharing y'all stories. Appreciate you, brother. And Rondell Lamar. You don't get over it. You learn how to get through it. Which is a true statement you learn how to cope and keep going
0: definitely, definitely. Again, let, me, let me ask you a, a question before we get into the to the next um topic so there is it's kind of a, a joke that that people have that you know men have podcasts as therapy you know what i mean this mm. is, instead of going to a therapist we have a podcast you know what i mean but do, do you feel like this has has been somewhat of a therapy for us over over time
4: Yo, this I shit think that's dark as hell. My bad. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, <laughs> nah, I saw you unmute <laughs> your mic. I had to stop. <laughs> this shit this shit makes <laughs> as fuck, yo.
4: Like it started in the midst of motherfucking... fucking uh, we started talking about it during COVID and shit. Shut down, not seeing people and shit like that. It felt good as hell to yeah. see you all every right? week. Even when we was just recording, ain't know where the fuck we was going to put these shits. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like, it, it, it felt good just to, to see y'all shit. Like, when you think about it, like, the six of us never been in the same room. Like, we all tight, but never been all six of us in the same room at the same time. Like, yeah. and so yeah, that shit, uh, that, shit cool, felt, that shit felt great to to do that. I don't look at it as therapy. It just it just felt good though, like you know, get the get the gang back together, get the band back together, it's, and we we get the rap. like you know what I mean, bringing up memories and shit. But um, but no, nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it therapy, because I don't think that we necessarily like it. it I wasn't a, like. Went in a dark place but it was it was getting it was it was rough like life was like shit felt stagnant so you know what i mean it felt good but I, I can't say that i've had any therapeutic uh responses to this
3: see for me i just want to say like i think it's completely therapeutic for us as a group because we will since we're being transparent like you said the group hasn't been together for whatever reason and just like what bugs express like Sometimes we wouldn't understand what somebody was going through. So then you take it as a misinterpretation and it it never allowed the group to fully get together until this time due to the pandemic. Now the pandemic has made people realize who their friends are and who their friends aren't. So I think it's very therapeutic because it allowed us through this group these constant conversations to allow even to get to this point where, like you said, we're opening up, though, we're opening up to the public, we're opening up and getting comfortable again you know, with each other. So it allowed for us to really be in a place where we could be like, oh, now that we're mature enough we're old enough, we Don't can discuss these men. Like, you know, what I mean? hey, y'all, yeah. y'all
1: old that. Hey, I'm still, make sure you I'm get pushing. Here. I'm make pushing sure, you, it. Make sure but, you get you know, get here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wonderful.
4: But but it but it allowed for
3: us <laughs> to really get but it did allow we'll get y'all,
1: for y'all us prostates to... checked. <laughs> yeah, that,
3: they don't even do it like that no more. But um
1: now you just shoot a cup.
3: Yeah. So they um but I think it did. That's why I think is uh, that why you asked PJ because like <laughs> though we're not all in the same room. Like we really formed the bond what we tr- what we started out to do in '96. So now, 2000 and uh, 2021, we're at a different place.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, th- 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 I think th- it's good for us to to talk because we we this is the first time we've all had a chance to talk together as grown men on 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 subjects that aren't superficial. True. We've all we've gotten together, we joke, we laugh, we talk about old times and, and things like that. We crack jokes on each other. But actually sitting down and having true, meaningful conversations—we've never had conversations like this as a whole before, you know what I mean? And I I think there is a a certain sense of therapy, you know what I mean? Um, Of course, we're not—we're not getting so deep to where we're solving issues or solving each other's own.
3: Oh yes, we are. We saving <laughs> one day at a
0: time. I plan. You know what I'm saying? We figuring this whole thing out. We yes, saving, sir. A yes, we're sir. saving the day. Saving a day. No, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, but we're, we're like said,
5: we're,
1: we're rewording a dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think that's the thing. Like, if again, men don't necessarily transparently talk. Like transparent conversations aren't really happening. So if Dudes find Podcasts as being therapeutic Let them fucking find it as being therapeutic Let them talk through their shit Mm -hmm. And talk to their friends, talk to their Audience, whoever's there that they feel like They can actually release something to Let them do it, like for me Like this is, this is dope Like we have Conversations that we typically Wouldn't have And the fact that like We've created our own quote unquote like barbershop topics within ourselves and we were having those conversations within ourselves and then sharing those with other people and you have six, you have six different perspectives one of our perspectives is going to resonate yep. to somebody and that might start their conversation with somebody else so if that is therapy for them and it might just be a good time for us or therapeutic for us so be it like I, I think that anybody who finds the outlet for whatever it is they're going through and they utilize it, let them utilize it. And criticizing them for doing this, like that's just gonna make them shut back down again. Then you got a whole problem in your hands.
2: True. I wanna plug uh, Megan Curtis. Anytime communication is opened up to better yourself, or help someone else, it's always a good thing. I commend you all. You don't know how you expressing what you've dealt with can help someone else, especially the young men. And then we have Rondell Lamar who said, It's not that it's not happening; it's just not happening enough, which is true. You gotta say (laughs) again, which is true. You
1: gotta say it like that.
3: Yeah. So I think, like again, like we are in a therapeutic stage. Like for us, like here's the thing: this how it's therapeutic, though. Real quick, before we go to the next subject, we set out a goal thing. Like, yeah, we're gonna do this podcast. It's gonna go be six episodes. Now we're almost 10 feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was it,
1: the, You know what I mean? It was just supposed the to be five. Ceiling,
3: the ceiling was the roof for that Jordan shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, you know, we yeah. had, so we had we so, had
1: no faith in each other. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, it wasn't, so, wasn't happening.
5: <laughs>
3: so I just wanted to say that beforehand. So we're definitely trending in the right direction.
1: Nah, absolutely. So wait, where are we what at? We next?
2: Hold on, hold on, right quick. D-Barber, the transparency (laughs) is to be applauded. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, We at It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It is okay to not be okay. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is okay to not be okay. And turn it doesn't your make Bibles you to weird, <laughs> doesn't make a difference, doesn't make it unordinary. It's
1: okay to not be okay. Amen. Tell
5: them, Amen. them, Amen. Tell them
1: if they was at Bible study, you would have to repeat yourself. <laughs> let, let, let
3: them know. Or oh, you might have that organ in the background.
1: You wow. you can tell the it's church okay.
2: do not It's okay to not be okay. For the people in back, it is. It really is. It's okay to not be okay. And nah, I, getting,
1: I think I think not nah, right, let's, let's right. jump on that because I think I think that's healthy. And I think we again, we put masks on. So we say we're okay, we're okay, we're okay because ultimately what you're doing is you're lying to yourself to try to convince yourself that you're fine when you're not. And then what you do at that point is now you're associating being okay with not being okay. Exactly. So it's like you say I'm fine and you're telling yourself that this state that's not good is fine. And if you continue doing that, you start Believing that this is okay And it's not So it's like, if you're not good You don't have to say what's wrong But like, you alright? Like, I'm not But, I will. give me a minute Give me a minute And at least at that point, it's like Now, the people that you're closest to And I wouldn't tell everybody you're not okay Because some people, it ain't their damn business But the people that you're closest to If they know that you're not okay It gives them that Understanding the check in on you A little bit more right. It's like you don't got to talk About it but are you feeling better Are you are you dealing with it When you're ready if you're ready If you want to I'm here And sometimes it's just knowing that someone is there To like walk through something With you is all you really need But we get to a point Again we're just like I'm good I'm cool And you put that mask on and you smile And then again you get home you close doors And it's like mask comes off and you there by yourself with yeah. nothing but your thoughts pressure just putting added pressure on
3: yourself to for no reason to yeah i think being able to talk about it and like you said just letting it go a little bit or just being able to open and have somebody like you said like you just reiterating what you said that you can speak to about it because you might be so frustrated that it could be a simple solution to it and but you're not in the right mind to think and to be able to just you know what I mean? dismantle right. what that is going on because your emotions are so tied into it. So sometimes you got to decompose, gotta decompress, not decompose. That'd be dead. Um, <laughs> not not not. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Decompress. You got to do it one day. You know what I mean, right? That is the that is definite in life. Look, but
4: uh, look, don't you just rush it. yourself
3: to do that. But but definitely no, don't rush it. But um, just do that and and just say it and embrace it. Like you know, it's not you're not weak. You're not, you know, what I mean, a pussy or anything of that nature. You're just a wow. person trying to figure out, because that's what people think. sometimes that's,
5: unedited, you know, what I'm saying like,
3: like, unedited, you know I mean? unedited, let it out, Because yeah. it, it has to be that way. Because the not conversation a role, is the dude. conversation. Most definitely. bub
1: has no cooth. I do. <laughs> <laughs> bub, bub has no coof. Lawrence carries a little bit more present, you know, presentation with himself. So. Nah, but that's that's real though. That's real. Yeah. Though. You know that's that i mean that's that's how we deal with things we joke and we laugh and then we kind of jump back into it but is that, that part of the something? problem
3: is that part of the nah. problem with like black people because you know we tend to, to joke our our way out of a, a, a serious I, issue i true.
1: think i think at some point you have to lighten it a little bit to get back into it Same thing. so it's like, that like that you have you cry? to cry yeah i mean you have to you have to like i y'all know i got Crackhead aunts. What? It was it was <laughs> I I'm filtered. I'm filter. Go ahead, bro. We, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's better now. But at a at a certain time, like that was a lot on the family. You know what I mean? So we had to we joked about it without really joking about it because that was the way to actually speak about what was going on and like how you felt. And it's like <laughs> No, hide your shit. Here they come. But it's you you had to you had had to find a way to deal with it. Like you're a kid. Like
3: that's masking pain and and, um and it was masking pain and
1: um you know what I mean. It wasn't it wasn't it was in a way not necessarily masking pain, but it was addressing the issue so that it can actually be in the open that this is what you're thinking. And maybe everyone didn't like, you know, put that much thought into it before they did it. Like I'm very inappropriate around my family. Like we're going to bring up some stuff that is very personal, but it's like, this has to be a conversation because we can't keep acting like this doesn't happen. So it's, it was hard, but it's like you laugh into a serious conversation. And sometimes you just have to do that to just lighten the move before you touch on you can't jump in everything like dead ass serious just from the jump like because it most people put a wall up instantly
2: mm-hmm.
1: so and we also, find we find course. lightness and laughter
2: i want to also say you know don't be the reason that somebody doesn't want to tell their story or tell what's going on and what i mean when i say that is you know we have a habit as black people in general. To say what's going on or how you been or what's going on. Then when the person actually started telling you, you like, oh, oh, for real? Shit. For real? <laughs> that's what it is. On, oh, okay. That's what it is.
1: wrong. I didn't ask for all that. Nah. that
4: person. It depends, Joe, because what's up with you is not a real invitation to tell me what's up with you. Just don't ask. Like, Nah, yeah, man. Exactly. Like, yo, like you, you, you ain't seen nobody while, and you say, "What's up?" And then they start explaining what's really up. Like that shit ain't no. Like, like come on, don't don't. We're really. Not
1: we're not really that close to each other. Yeah, I don't need right, to know.
4: Like, yeah. if, if you Good didn't have that. the ability to text you- me and tell me this. <laughs> then like don't tell me in person just because I said what up you know like
2: but you could be yeah. that one
4: person
1: if no, you come no, now dude,
4: no, don't make me that one person like but yeah if you're not if you're not prepared, on my shoulders yo
1: if you're, yeah, you're not I mean, prepared that becomes a very you know, awkward moment yeah listen, like, listen that's, that's, that's why, a, that's why I love COVID. awkward moment
4: that's why I love COVID because <laughs> you put
1: your mask on <laughs> I ain't
4: had to explain I ain't had to say what up to people because they don't know this is me i know it's uh, you yeah you do so <laughs> i know do. it's them so we do know if y'all out
3: there and y'all see steve and y'all say what's or up Or you know just just make sure you? all you supposed to say is i'm fine
5: i
2: don't even get it. Arm leave it, it alone, alone. Dude, oh,
3: but
5: like,
1: nah it it's, it's it's different like my, nah, uh, y'all said my, it. Y'all said nah, it already. If you me. Already, nah, I'm not. I'm not backing off of it. My
4: you close can people, me, You can tell me that.
1: <laughs> my my if close you ain't people, got
4: my number. Don't hit me it's with, with What's yeah. going on in your
1: life? Yeah, what's up? <sighs> or what you been up to? That's that's not for a very personal moment. Like it's just, it's really, really not. That's care. that's that's for briefness. Like my close friends, and it's like, yo, how how are you doing? like yeah. that's a that's an opening for a conversation like if i ain't seen you in 15 years don't don't know because i one i really don't care what? and that's that, i mean that's like that's the that's the underlining issue
3: don't say what's up i mean just say what's up because you, you, you say what's up so there many times don't
1: add. Uh-huh. because nah, when you say
3: what's ask, up you, that means you're inviting the, what's going on with you nah, that bro. means you're asking what's going on like you bro. say what's up that's it you say
5: what's up to a random
1: but it's but if i haven't if i haven't spoken to you in a very long time and you start divulging your personal information to me the response i give you is the one you get so if it's if it's wow damn
4: yeah, yeah, right. so i mean it, so
3: if you're going through something people and, and, you, and what you say, able to, i don't like, know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> If if you're going through something and you want to lift, drop it on some new ears, make sure it's not Steve Rashad because no, if, I I mean, if, if you, you just want to drop it, it drop no, it. No,
4: but no, they don't. want to. to drop right and on their ears and go to nowhere. Nah, like, yo, I mean, sometimes you it. Talk. And if you just gotta talk, like, go ahead because
1: set it set it up with like, yo, can I talk to you about something personal? And then I'll tell you yes or no, and if you get no,
4: no, not if you because if you get no,
1: if if you get no, no means no. Like it's it's like (laughs) if you say, "Yo, can I can I talk to you about something personal?" Nah, no, because we not we not. My I think for me, my issue is like with my friends when that stuff happens, I invest in that situation with them. Yeah. So now it's like I'm taking on portions of what they're going through, and now it's like I feel. It's my responsibility to continue checking up with you to make sure that's good. If I don't know you, that's not going to happen. So now you're putting pressure on me to to solve your issue in like a three minute conversation. Nah, don't talk to me about it. The apples are over an hour too. Like,
4: (laughs) do do I have to be an asshole right now or the asshole later? Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't do that to
1: me. Nah. We're not that good. We're not that
3: that close. On the depression (laughs) topic, though, do y'all think that just staring back to that real quick? Do y'all think the pandemic enhanced a lot of these depression? Most definitely. What we're having, yeah. Most definitely. The anxiety of like for kids going back to school, people going back to like I think I think it's made people so awkward because you've been so comforting, you know, and it's and heightened this depression.
1: Like, do you think? I think the problem is like this is the first time everybody had to deal with themselves. So it's like, you're now home. You can't go to your outlets. There's no gym, there's no movies, there's no mall, there's no going to restaurants, there's no bars, there's no clubs, there's no lounges. You have to deal with you. And instead of going to your typical outlets when you don't feel like dealing with your life, I'll just go to this lounge. Or instead of doing this, I'm just going to the movies. I'm just going to this basketball game. I'm going to this football game. I'm just go out and hang with some people. No, now you gotta like sit in your house and deal with yourself and figure out your life because there's nothing else for you to do so i don't know if like y'all went into quarantine up there or not but down here they shut the city down for like two weeks Like <laughs> yeah. three weeks, actually. black we hollywood
3: didn't do shit no <laughs> 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 no
1: nah. nah, that's what i'm saying they they it, it was april they shut the city down like you couldn't be on the street unless you had like some kind of paperwork saying that you were a central employee if you didn't you were getting ticketed like everything was closed the city was shut the fuck down so you had to literally sit in your house and they didn't you weren't allowed to like go to other people's houses because you couldn't drive anywhere so it's like now you're stuck in your house which may be a good situation it may be a bad situation but all you can do at that point is now like start asking yourself all the questions about your situation so whether it was good or bad now you have to deal with yourself which is why when it opened back up last memorial day it was out like nobody wants to sit and just question yourself and have to deal with your own issues like that's that's a lot for people especially if you've been like putting it away for so long you know people typically you go to work go home go to sleep get up go to work like you're never home so now it's like you're just there with your thoughts nah folks ain't have cable or nothing you can't get you your know, cable turned
2: on <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you that pandemic showed me a whole different side being in the mental health field because just like we were there with our families they're like actually some joke about it but it shows you if you're actually able to be with the person that you with first off
1: but second off very high divorce rate
2: you have to remember though and a lot
1: of new babies
2: that's true those that was loving but (laughs) the thing (laughs) of it is this though it's like you got to think about those people that are in abusive relationships they were in that abusive relationship on lockdown you got to think about the kids those that don't have food didn't have this those that lost their jobs couldn't make ends meet they had that going on you see what i'm saying you have those who really just extroverts they don't like being closed in they feel close claustrophobic they just can't do it they had to be locked down so our patient rate increased dramatically from the beginning of the pandemic all the way down to the end just yeah. from different case to case studies day by day but also why i got this time i'm gonna take a chance to plug these comments we're going back up to d barber
1: Hold yes, on. imagine is. imagine your life being like. Just completely fucked up, and now you gotta sit there and deal with it for seventeen days every day. But do y'all, do y'all
3: think that that is part of the reason that these people Were spazzing the way they are because of like, like with these nah. shootings,
0: like you know, spazz regardless. Like, I mean, nah. let me ask you this: this ain't because, it because
3: because I think I think the pandemic paid a part of the george floyd protest because of us being in the house i think that's what was able to push it nobody had anything else to
1: do right oh yeah i mean that yeah that's different. yeah that's different lives matter hit off because no one had anywhere to go there was no distractions it was like yo i'm in these streets you in these streets but was it because like yo
3: i can't take being in this house no more
1: because of these situations yeah i think it it was it was it was a multitude of stuff
4: motherfuckers didn't have to go to
1: work so like (laughs) there's no distraction like typically like like, protests or something happens like yo i'm with y'all but i gotta go to work and that was that was like the thing nobody has to go to work there's no work there's no school yes there's was shopping just i mean for you because you work in the hospital hospital so it's like for everyone else it's like yo i'm going down here with these dudes like this is some bullshit, and everything else that's going on is going on i'm already frustrated i'm already pissed off and y'all killing people? I got time this week. Yeah, literally, I got time. Let, yep. Let's go.
3: So, do you think? That and that's the, this, that's the only reason
1: this shit—that's the only reason any of this is going on right now, because so people had time.
3: These these shootings, these—I mean, we've had them, but it seems like they're even more intensified. The way they're covered, everything's magnified right now because we're coming out of the pandemic. But do you think that mm-hmm. the depression and some of these attitudes are these people? Because these people are snapping even more at a record pace now. They're going to facilities, and killing people at the jobs.
0: No, nah, I, I think I think that's just all based that ain't on COVID, they, and plus it's, it's how they report it too. You know what I mean? Like once once something happens one place, the media is going to try to find, and this is going on a different topic, but the media is going to find something else that relates to it. And then now they're gonna make you believe that, oh, this is something that's widespread when it could just be two incidents, one here, one there, you know what I mean? But now the way they, they're just gonna keep looking for small things that,
1: that look, yeah, I exactly. Mean, small things I think they said there was like epidemic. 19, they said it was like 19 mass shootings like this week. Yeah. I mean, okay, I think, right. I think okay, people but... people people bugging out, I don't think it's COVID related. I think that you really just had a do green light people to bug the fuck out. I mean, like, what you're saying—he literally gave them permission to go do this shit, and now they're doing saying, it, and they're like, "Oh my said, god, what's happening?"
3: Dealing with yourself for over a year, you know what I mean? Dealing with shit that you don't necessarily—I'm just—I'm just playing devil's advocate. Dealing with yeah. yourself with situations you didn't want to deal with for a year, so you get some fresh air. Like people can't even drive right no more right now. Like people drive stupid <sighs> as hell when you go out there on the on the road. So imagine the frustration levels that like not even able to express themselves when they're around other people. They're just snapping. We're watching videos of people all over
1: the place doing that like but that's what i but you like,
3: people are depressed and getting out
1: there nah the same way the same way we had time to go out and go to protests and like get on social media and do all this joy george floyd and you know mart Aubrey and all this kind of stuff the same way we had time to do that the opposite side had time to go online and be like yo i fucking hate these people and it's it's nothing new it's just they utilize that same time differently and then you have a whole group of people telling them y'all can just go and do this and now they go do that and then when they do it it's like oh I don't know where that came from you know where it came from like you set up the spark like it's, it's gonna mm-hmm. the same way that capital shit that wouldn't have happened if the motherfuckers had to go to work like they wouldn't have been there so well, they, were, they had those to, were business owners they might look that might have happened it, for real still nah like, cause all their employees is laid off and they on unemployment so they mad so it's like it's you you set this tone and it's like everybody has time. And now everybody has time to go do something that they ultimately wanted to do anyway. You okay. know. So it's not it's I don't think this is not a it's not a COVID thing. It's not because you're in lockdown. It's a time situation. You just got too much time on your hands. Yeah. And now you're gonna utilize it the wrong way.
4: Yeah, like I was just, just I mean, it's just piggybacking off of what PJ said about how when things happen and they find another another similarity to, to cover it this is off topic as hell but we used to bug about how 9-11 made sharks stop biting people at beaches because that whole summer all they was talking about was shark bite shark bite shark bite shark bite and then nine eleven happened and then it was cool to go to beaches. Yeah, the <laughs> sharks
1: was like, "Oh shit, they going to do some shit." It <laughs> was like, oh, they like right. you know "I ain't mean? going Stay away, so. stay away from the beaches, y'all. That shit's crazy <laughs> over there. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind <laughs> they, the fact
4: that motherfuckers was scared to go to beaches because it was like they, motherfuckers was scared to gather in public. Right. So of course, the sharks was going to stop biting people because there's nobody out there. Right. Does, it's you, know,
1: it's, you give them, you give them the spotlight, and that's typically, as basically is what you're doing. It's like they, they come off as martyrs because you're giving them that popularity so whether they end up dead or not it's like you now know that everybody's going to know that you did this
3: but y'all just and don't think it has nothing to do with depression from the COVID? I
1: nah, that's,
0: nah.
4: Fun, that's anger i mean that's
0: not maybe not depression but, not but definitely money. mental health yeah. Yeah. Murray, yeah you see what i'm saying like yeah. Yeah, mental that's mental that's health but it may not be a result of the pandemic. It's just they their mental health is, is not there.
1: It's not in a good, in a good is, place.
3: So where does bullying play a part? Because like some of the, and I get it, like- a lot You know of where bullying plays
1: it. a part? Nah, this oh, is where shit. bullying plays a part. Bullying plays a part because you're trying to teach kids to let people bully them and go tell somebody. Back in the day, oh. you bully somebody, you got your ass whooped. Like it was very simple. You hit my child, go back he to school tomorrow. Breath. Go back to school tomorrow. Punch him dead it's in the face as soon as you get there,
2: and keep like, going.
1: And keep going. There's keep a, there's it. a different there's a different mentality now. It's like there's so many different nuances when it comes to schooling and what you're allowing to happen. And then you got a whole social media aspect where like we can now talk shit about you to fifteen thousand other people. Where back in the day. The most you could talk shit about somebody is on a three way, <laughs> and then all you gotta do all you gotta do is go beat up two people, and it's a wrap so now you got to fight the whole school because now somebody done blasted your shit to a whole school listing on instagram facebook groups whatever and it's like now you got to fight everybody so bullying is different because y'all not allowing your kids to go to school and punch people in the mouth
3: so does that lead to someone so that's don't have no kids does that that from somebody who don't have no kids but does that lead my dog bites back because you know yeah, like, of, absolutely like, i like feel bad sui- for these kids like the suicide thing like they say because of bullying and things like that that's also an aspect of um the mental health and i know we we're, we're running um low on time but like yeah we are like the, but the, no, the bu- we- like the bullying ahead. you know plays a part into the mental health aspect so at what point does it because some people used to become bullies and they'd be so stressed and that causes the mental health aspect but then also people become bullied and would take care of himself. Like, you know what I mean? Would, would kill their selves and things like that. So where do you find the fine line in, in, in this development? Like, you know what I mean? Cause we're saying like, nah, we should cut all this bullying out. We Like you said, Shad, the old school was beat somebody up. if <laughs> Somebody bullied beat them up. But where is the true, like where do you find the true
1: gray area the, where it's gonna the, the true, people? The balance, right. take all these little kids off social media. Too much money in social media. No, but that's what I'm saying. But it's it's like it's a lead way because it just it allows them more access to talk trash behind a computer screen about somebody. So it's like for the most part, if say you and I didn't like each other, bub, Mm. if I talk trash about you in person, I take the risk of getting beat up. So if I can get behind a screen and just talk trash, you never know where it came from. Like I have that outlet of just spewing shit Which is where a whole lot of stuff comes from right now It's like you just spew whatever you can Because you're protected by a computer screen So it's like if these If kids don't have that same outlet That adults can't use responsibly It's like You now eliminate an aspect Of bullying So it's I think it's just It's a matter of eliminating Aspects so Take all their social media and then Deal with them like I said, Monique's on here. What happened when, you, um, when somebody decided do to talk that. trash about her after a bad practice? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> we, know, we all know about <laughs> glasses folding.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we know about glasses
1: folding. Like, if you talk trash in person, I can deal with you right now. If you talk trash on Instagram or on Facebook, I don't know where it came from. I just know now the entire school knows it. So it's different. We live in a different... I feel bad for these kids. Like, I I would never know what it feels like to deal with the shit they got to deal with as teenagers.
4: I mean, but also, like, the like the concept of bullying ain't nothing like... Like, when we was kids, like, a bully was some dickhead who wanted to push on people smaller than them and shit like this. Now, you can't even bust on each other at the lunch table where you're bullying. And that's, like, I mean, that shit was was
1: a crucial part of life. For you had us, to like, learn your weight quick. Yeah,
4: like, you know you had to you, like, had
1: to, you had to clap back quick. Right. Like, you either hang or you don't. Go sit at another table. This thing won't work. Like, yeah. you don't so want to, Not thing. this so, table.
4: I mean, it's, like, I don't really... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But see, but you it, it, know, it's never been a so, time. Wait, where we so at... Steve, Steve's Hold suggestion
1: on. is that you open up busting tables at lunch. Yes. 1,000% <laughs> nah, yes, 1,
4: 1, yes.
1: But look, I want to
2: chime this out there though for the parents that do, you know, have kids that are younger because suicide at the ages of 9 to 14 has never been higher than what it is right now. And majority of that, I would go as even as far as to say 70 to 80% of that. It's because of bullying. Bullying and peer pressure. And those are just facts. Nine to 14 year olds are killing themselves when they should be worried about the new, you know, what video game they wanna play, this, this, that, and the third. They're worried about, they're dealing with so much and they don't have an outlet. But as a parent, it's your responsibility. It's your, hold on, it's your responsibility as a parent to do random checking. I'm just speaking for self. Like my kids don't have social media. Don't have social media. The only thing they do have is a TikTok, and that's guarding. That's it. To watch these little videos, how to do-it-yourself stuff, all that good stuff. That's it.
1: You can't Nothing make it slime at home.
2: That kind of stuff. That's. Uh,
1: like, yeah. I
3: agree.
4: This dude but, said, "You make a slime at home." You can tell you don't got no kids. But <laughs> you all know, oh, they no fucking slime. <laughs> like I think we all know people that if we if they was in if we was in if we was kids today, there's plenty of people we know that would make motherfuckers want to kill themselves.
1: Absolutely. Because they did it in person. <laughs> because, not no real yo, shit. We, we know, know some, some people. People yeah. that's well, funny
4: as shit. And well, people they, they lived they on themselves. Jefferson
1: Street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they lived on <laughs> the street
4: from <laughs> you. <Right. laughs> people kill we know the people. So. Right. Oh, like like that's the thing. Like I don't think like getting getting slayed is not a reason to be like, oh, I'm gonna end it. But see, like, y'all, y'all,
3: but but y'all taking the element, I think of, it's y'all, speaking as a,
4: y'all, y'all speaking as adults. Like, remember, when you're in this school and you're in that
3: controlled environment, like, you see people who've actually got out of school, go to college, and blossom to really be who they are and sit in the night. Even though we're having social media where it allows you to see more society, you're still in that controlled environment as a teenager. You know, and like I said, the ideas that you have as a teenager, regardless of what your parents try to put into you, you're still a lot. A lot of it's really into what you're into at that time like your peers you know what i'm saying so like right you know
1: but i think i think that's the thing like when when you're when you're a teenager outside of the social media atmosphere right your desire to impress thousands of people isn't happening so you're just worried about your circle it's like these are your friends anybody that wasn't mm-hmm. my friend I wasn't worried about what you was doing and now it's like you're worried about everybody in the school so it's just it's amplified to a level that is insane and it's like the moment you do something that makes somebody mad the rumor mill starts and the rumor mill back in the day was such and such says such and such and what you do you walk down the hallway to such <laughs> and <laughs> such classroom what the <laughs> fuck did you just say and you deal with that you deal with that person now it's like such and such just type to the school and not just your school but the next exactly. seven schools in the area so now right. all of the city knows something about you that may not be true and you have to That's deal true. with everyone knowing it you don't know who saw it, who didn't see it so the pressure is different yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't feel like i don't feel like i don't feel like kids period should be on social media like at all and that's that's just my opinion what, what, like, what age
0: are you talking what, what, what age should they be allowed to be on social media when they you being kids.
1: Nah, like i would you say dri- you can drive a car at 16 so that's more. i would i would say more, 16 17 like i don't think i don't think kids nah. should have cell phones outside of the ones that have two buttons on it you call mom what? and dad like <laughs> for what what you texting your friends for How could we use the phone you had to go home like I had to go home use the phone. You know what I mean? So it's hold like you giving on, them hold too on. much leeway. Hold uh, on, hold yeah. on, Back in hold my on. day. I had to go home. <laughs> like let's I wasn't my let's... friends. I had to go home. Hold on, hold on. Let me The worst off. we had was pagers. You couldn't talk shit about comments, a pager. Right I want to plug the violent I wanna
2: comments before I get too far in the session. We got D barber who said yes it is, it's okay to be who you were created to be. Then we have Rondell Lamar. I think it was more of a pride thing because as an effeminate male, I still say I'm okay even when I'm not. However, I'm working on that as an adult. I'm glad to hear you say you're working on it because it truly nah, is okay you, you, to you be okay.
1: You're, still, your you're still a male. It's, it's all right, you're still business. a male. You're the still joke. a black man going through shit.
2: D Barber. The joke can sometimes be the icebreaker or the way to open the door to start conversations. And then we have Monisa
0: Callaway
2: a lot of people don't know how to keep themselves busy without going places also i was grateful that i had hobbies to keep me busy
1: teaching with- <laughs> Teach
2: kids don't have that sometimes the resolution I need to be better than that. sometimes the resolution is whipping somebody's ass true la la rico <laughs> you don't have to hide kids away from the fellas 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 Fellas, come on now. La La Rico, you don't have to just hide kids away from the world. You teach them how to be good people. If you're talking trash online, you're probably doing it in person too. Then we got Eddie, of course, who said, Glasses folded. That's an insider for some of y'all. Glasses folded. You You had to be (laughs) there. Hold on. Tammy Dykes, internet has increased the impact of bullying. True statement. Everything is recorded, photographed, and easily distributed. And Rob San Elliot agreed. And that's a very true statement. A very true statement. Now we gotta get ready to bring it to a close soon, fellas. Any final
1: comments? Any comments? You had to be there. That's the final, final comment.
3: Yeah. Is there any is there anything else that we got to touch on before we close? I think
2: now nah, we don't right. gotta
1: rush. We don't gotta rush through. Are we good? Somebody bring yeah. out the Mr. Bubble.
2: <laughs> That's not happening.
5: <laughs>
3: Please don't let that. <laughs> oh, oh hell, God, God, take me away. <laughs> so, do we do we find any solutions or anything to this or no? Nah, we <laughs>
1: no. Listen, listen. listen. Like, God damn, you're crazy. We, can, we can be we can be serious for a moment. Yeah, no, nah, I, I mean... really do. I the
2: seriousness, the seriousness. In all actuality, listen. A lot of people this day and time are being mental hoarders. There used to be a show on TV called Hoarders, where people would just keep things they didn't even really need anymore. Now, what I'm saying is this. I'm not saying every situation is important. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every situation isn't mental... important. No, you're good. Every uh-huh. situation, is, I'm not saying every situation is not important. Right. But if it gets to the point where it's truly affecting your mental health, how you function, how you treat your family, how you treat your children, how you even interact in society, then it's a problem. Now you can either come up with one or two things. Either you can reach out and get the help that you need, or you can come up with coping strategies. Like some of our patients, and I'm not saying your patients, but some things to help you get through at that time, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's listening to music, whether it's calling somebody you know you can talk to, whether it's writing down your thoughts so that you can look over them and interpret them. There's many ways of coping with the situation. I wasn't going there, but you just looked at Steve. That's one, too. But let's be clear. it's ways to resolve these situations. Don't hoard things in your mind and think it'll just go away. Because they won't just go away like that. Find help. Get help. Reach out and get what you need that you can be where you need to be. And I didn't finish my uh, story from earlier, but I do want to plug this. My queen that I'm with now is my same ex-wife that I was divorced from. In two thousand nine,
3: wait, you Garden,
1: just that good? yo we wasn't closing
3: out yet. And, nah, and I'm not closing
1: out. I'm oh, right. it was right. just that good. This, this sound real, sound real right. bubble
2: bath. Had I not <laughs> been here, had I not been here, I never would have saw. Never would have saw the great life that I have now. Moving on, what's the next subject? <laughs> Words. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I run. <laughs> yeah.
0: so,
2: so then, honestly,
3: your, your lady back in your life and everything helped bring some morality back to you. Like you know what I mean, like
2: full circle, right? Full that's what I think. That's where I think,
3: come. Like you know what I mean. Like you know circle. what I mean. You but that was eight outside. years later.
2: That was eight years later. It didn't happen immediately.
3: Of that course, was eight you know years I mean? later. You were yeah. outside. You You know what I mean. You, you separate for those years. Songs.
4: Yep.
1: Right. You um, Stood outside her or a window with a blue with a boom box yo when you yeah. say when you say you were sitting outside the window because you wasn't lying
3: yeah. <laughs> he's was outside and everything you
1: know he was drew hill stepping tell yeah me what you want you yeah, yeah right.
2: <laughs> tell me what you need yo what's being
1: said is black men good. we
2: need a group or to set up one where we will be able to go and reach out to talk about our problems Y'all hear that? No judgment. Yeah,
0: yo that was me
2: yeah who's cooking bacon on the line that's just sizzling <laughs> sorry, like... that's a good idea wes that's a real good idea eddie taylor i love y'all fellas sorry i wasn't there with y'all things are nuts right now we understand fam and like i said you and our thoughts and our prayers love we you too cousin. nothing but love
1: man yeah what they said you know what i mean you can call us you can call and not get the you know what i mean nah. like you can you can you can actually call we can rap with you us about how you feel. Yeah, like I said, that. I mean that's different. Is it like, close people? Yes. If I don't nah, know people, no, if, no, if I
4: see
1: no no, already not Don't
4: do it. no. If I don't have your number,
1: good?
4: what's up means what's up. Like,
1: <laughs> what's up? The answer to what's up means not much. much, Not just chilling. there's
4: Very few acceptable answers there. Ain't shit. Right. And it comes back. it's it's you a one me. sentence
1: kind of thing, and it comes back with "What's up with you?" Chilling, that's, chilling. It. Like, you know I mean? that's it. Like that's it. This not. is a quick conversation.
4: Cause like, let bro. me tell you, no, don't.
1: Nah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't subscribe to that.
4: Like, <laughs> not, was, like I, you weren't even supposed to stop okay. walking. You were supposed to keep walking and say, "What up? What's what up? up?
1: What's good?
4: Yeah, what up? Like, you know what I mean.
1: Like, why are you stopping?" That's how, that's how PJ is, do when we all get together. I was
3: going to say, that's PJ in real life. That's why he's not saying anything. But it's funny because <laughs> he he, knows. Was smart, he was smart enough not to say that. So if y'all see PJ in real life, don't speak to him because he'll act like he's not the real PJ. Just yeah. say, oh, this is stunt double PJ. You know what I mean? But
0: if you do see me in the streets, please say the real.
1: Otherwise, I'm not. You know what? If any, if if anybody ever walks up to him and calls him the real PJ, and we find out, we're going to bully you. (laughs) 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 You're you're getting bullied. (laughs) You called him what? (laughs) Okay. We're going to talk about you on the next show. Yo, I think real real talk, man. This is this is a it's a great conversation. Um, we don't necessarily have it often. Um, the transparency is typically, yeah. You know, I mean, we just we kick it. We have fun. We laugh. We joke. You know, I mean, we have some serious topics, but yeah, you know, this is this is definitely one where you got to put out there. You know, what I mean, if any of y'all ever need anything, hit me up. Y'all like the five or six of y'all, five of y'all, Eddie, five of y'all, hit me up. Outside that five, be careful. Like, I, I might not want to know, but it's like there find you know. somebody that you're. Find somebody you're good with, like somebody you're, you're close with, you're cool with, like make that connection, find out who you can trust. I think that is a big part of being transparent is you don't want to say something to somebody and it comes back from somebody else. So find somebody you can trust, find somebody you can depend on and talk to that person. And then there's apps galore, like Steve was saying, there's, there's web um, applications you can get on and like talk to somebody they have free trials if you want to just try it out for you know what I mean two sessions or something just try it like just ain't no try so it ain't like anything. there's nothing bad that can come from it yeah I mean it's, it's, it's there's outlets so never think that you're in something alone I mean we have we have the podcast we have Facebook um, page so if you think you need to you want to rap about something or just like put something out there that you want us to talk about we can do that you. if you want to divulge your life Talk the books. Um he's great at that.
0: And you know what I mean. On, me, let me, let me ask good. something before
1: before before we go out. But I
0: think I think one thing that's important if you're going to be that ear for somebody to to lay lay something on, you, you make sure that you know if they're looking for you to say something or they're looking for you to just listen to them. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing oh, worse probably. than you wanting to talk to someone and they're just giving you all this feedback when truly all you want to do is get it off your chest so i think that's definitely something important that you need to take into consideration if you're going to be the ear for someone to listen bob you got everybody able
2: bob you got everything
0: yeah just be you
3: embrace who you are because i think embrace yourself as a person allows your mental health to grow and prosper as well like be comfortable with who you are and if you're if you're an emotional person, be proud of that emotional person. If you're a if you're a, a jerk without hurting people's feelings, be the jerk. Embrace who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's a key thing too, because we try we try to be like Shah was saying, put on so many different masks. Somebody just, else. Right. So just mm-hmm. be who you are, the best version of you that doesn't do any that doesn't cause any damage to other people
4: and you'll be good.
2: Steve, you got anything?
4: Yeah. Um, I don't think I got anything new, you know. But um, uh, uh, you know, every now and then, say no to something that you okay with doing. You'll be amazed at how that makes you feel.
1: <laughs> Yo, no is a great word.
4: It's, yeah, it's telling, a great you know, word. Like it, don't it don't say yes good. to everything. It's like, yeah, nah. like, you know what I mean? Like even if you gotta call them back and be like, you know what, I will do it. Like, just say no sometimes because that shit nah, is we fucking.
1: Good. Yeah, like, that shit is great. I'm, I'm busy this weekend. clipping my toenails. Like, it's just say no. Like, don't take that advice. Like, Vic, like see. No, nah, miss miss no, you I'm saying no, no, no. You got to. You have to make I'm yourself a priority. You have to.
2: make yourself a priority. to go. Yeah, nah, and that's, I mean you. sometimes.
1: That's not true. because sometimes we feel obligated to say yes to people for everything yep. we don't give ourselves time that's and it's true. like we don't give ourselves our own space sometimes sure. just say no like no i can't help you move no sure. i can't come to your, your son's birthday party nah like nah i can't like just and then
4: don't show up pj
1: just say no <laughs> that's what i'm <they're> saying
0: i'll be there I ain't going to that, <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, man. Eating no
1: microwave <laughs> pizzas. you hey, all see why I we ain't going getting, nowhere.
3: We <laughs> <see why> <laughs> this <laughs> many years to get to this point. And this is—we're finally able to laugh about it because we're uh, not I, all these.
0: I feel what? i feel bullied right now. That's gonna well, be my. Hold last on. You <laughs> That's all, you used would. to it. <laughs> you, you used would. to it.
1: Suburb kid. So <laughs> let, me, let me touch what PJ. said real quick. Like when you. When you when you go to talk to people, he was saying like you know make sure that person wants to hear you, and they want to give feedback, or you're actually going to person for feedback. Don't necessarily don't go to your yes person. Like when you have good. something going on, don't go to good. somebody that's just going to agree with you. But it's somebody that you know is going to challenge you, or like, you know, listen to you and, you and give and you a different perspective. I'm saying because we not I ain't talk- saying no. we not yes people. <laughs> no,
5: you asked me for no. no. no.
1: Well damn no. it ain't that serious. But hold on, cause nah, real talk. Bub, you're not a yes dude. Like you you've never you've never been a yes dude. So it's like if you say something, I could be right in my mind, and Bub be like, yo, you <laughs> nah, you're wrong as shit. And it's just you you need you need those kind of people. So don't don't go find somebody that you know is gonna agree with you because that's the person that's gonna agree with you, make you feel better about what you have to do. Like talk to somebody who is typically on the fence and talk to that person. If they're unbiased, like that's the person you want to talk to. Like don't find somebody just gonna agree with you and make you feel better. Because all that does is put you deeper into whatever it is you win. And PJ practice you're wrong. So
3: he does do that. If you need a good lawyer, <laughs> PJ Ritter <junior. laughs> Look, PJ Ritter Jr., even though PJ is for Jr. is a hell of a lawyer. He can get you out of anything. Like he'll argue you down with great points. That's why he's always considered the adult in the room I just want to say that and put that out there. Always. He, he says some impressive things. So, he's, he's a dog. great person to talk to even though he won't respond back. But when he does, <laughs> <it's different laughs> I just want to say that. All like right.
1: It. All right. Come <laughs> on. Let's I'm go gonna, bubble bath man. bugs. Let's close out.
2: Listen. I just... That's Reverend rare run. That ain't me to you. But listen. <laughs> I want to just plug this National Suicide Hotline number. I want to put it out there for somebody that really may be contemplated. That is not the answer the number is 1-800-273-8255 it's 24 hours a day seven days a week national suicide hotline 1-800-273-8255 now i believe we had our closing statements and as usual as so many other places you could have been on a friday night but we want to thank y'all for tuning in and rocking with the Q. as always we appreciate you so be safe be happy but most of all be you Q, we out.